it's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down districts one and two, week in, week out in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey, as always, but the guy you all really came here to see is my co-host, Ryan Skaggs. What's up, Skaggs? I'm good. What's up? How to get my swig in. Yeah, continuing the tradition of taking a swig, right? When we come to you on camera, that's good. That's good that's stuff. Right. I I say I jokingly say Skaggs is the guy that everybody comes to see because he's the one that always gets the comments. <laughs> like uh, you know, we didn't mail? talk Yeah, we didn't talk any wrestling last week. Come on, Skaggs, how come we didn't talk any wrestling? Um, you know, I get I get emails from people uh and, th- and this works the same way, Ryan. You've got people that reach out to you and they always say, Hey, make sure you pass this on to Brandon, and I get stuff too. Hey, make sure you know you pass this on to Ryan. So uh yeah, it's it's a no, good was- pairing. It's funny is that I was like doing some, I have a business outside of doing this, obviously. And uh, I was on a phone call yesterday with an individual and he's like, are you the same Ryan that does the North Idaho prep cast? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, where are you at? Like, are you like living North Idaho? He's like, no, I'm down in Gooding. I'm a football coach. And I'm like, sweet. All right. Like, cool. Like we start, so we started talking football. It was kind of random, but uh, yeah. Shout out to the Gooding senators. Um, But yeah, it was a, kind of a, a cool thing that like sports has opened the door for people to talk and even raz each other. I think there's a couple people that have followed like me on Twitter that know that I went to Boise state and there's a few Vandal fans that let me know about that too. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert though. I went to U of I as well. So, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's kind of funny that we can tease and have fun and enjoy, you know, talk and ultimately it's about the kids. And I think when we kind of put the levity in the situation where you can grill each other and have fun with it, uh, it definitely puts everything into perspective and having a, a better time uh, talking about sports because you can really talk about anything and anybody and nobody gets offended, which I enjoy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I froze up there for a second again because I've got so many tabs open, um, but for good reason. Uh, if you are watching the video version of this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, uh, first of all, please hit that subscribe button. That helps us out. Uh, it helps more eyeballs see our channel and see our content. Um, if you're listening audio only as well, IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, uh, you can subscribe via your favorite podcast app as well. Um, but coming up here, I'm going to be sharing my screen for those that are watching the video because it's time. My alter ego has returned. Brackets, Bainey. It is time to bust out the brackets and talk about girls, postseason hoops, district tournaments uh, slated to get underway in North Idaho uh, as soon as tonight, I think, for for the White Pine League. So they're kind of the opening uh, course, and then we'll have more at the end of the week and then, of course, into next week as well. But we figured this is the time. We want to bust out the brackets and uh break it all down so which yeah. which 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 way you want to go you want to go 5a to 1a d2 or you want to go 1a d2 up to 5a let's do 5a first because i think we could start big school um because there's some kind of i think we've already seen a lot at the bigger schools i think the unknowns is kind of what's going to happen as we move down the bracket or down this classification so right um yeah let's take a look at 5a first Okay, and again, if you're watching the video version of this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, uh, I'm going to share my screen. You'll see the brackets up on the screen. If you're watching the video, 
maybe make your player full size. So it's a little easier to read the bracket. Um, if you're listening audio only, you can follow along as well. We have all of the district brackets right smack dab at the top of the homepage at idahosports.com. All right, so here we go. This is the district five, uh, district one and two uh, girls bracket for 5A. And it kind of settled in the way we thought it might um, with Coeur d'Alene being the one seed, Lake City the two seed, Post Falls ends up the three, Lewiston the fourth. So you've got Lewiston at Coeur d'Alene Friday, 630. Post Falls with a much shorter trip to Lake City also Friday at 630. Post Falls on a four-game losing streak entering districts. Ryan, all four of those losses have come to Coeur d'Alene and Lake City. Yeah, and uh, the Bengals are coming off a big win uh, over Clarkston in the Golden Throne game last week, which is a ranked team in the state of Washington, a two-way, um, which is a big win, I know, for that program. And uh, Coach Stefanczyk and, and her, her program are definitely uh, riding the wave from that win uh, down at LCSE on Friday night. But I'm looking at this, and I'm I'm thinking chalk. Um, you know, I think Lake City could surprise in the championship game. Um, you know, that wouldn't surprise, that wouldn't shock me one bit. Um, but I definitely see this being a two bid conference into the state tournament, regardless of who makes it. But uh, I don't know if post falls can write the ship. And I know that I'm going to probably take some heat from the Trojans in this one, but um, they've got to figure out their offensive woes. They've been kind of lackluster in the games they've played. Coeur d'Alene and Lake City and, and defensively just kind of coming discombobulated a lot of turnovers uh, they've got to be able to fix that stuff if they're going to have a chance to to find their way to the state tournament yeah and and again this is the sad part of this deal is that you know if it is post falls that's on the short end of the stick here um, they, they're deserving to be at state I mean when you look mm-hmm. at district three uh, a district that gets to send four teams automatically to state among the top four teams that got the top four seeds in that district are rocky mountain a team that post falls has already beaten this year eagle a team that post falls has beaten this year and also uh with a chance to get an at-large bid is mountain view another team that post falls has beaten this year in fact post falls went undefeated against district three this year they beat rocky eagle meridian mountain view and bora they went five and zero against that district and may not be able to get to state. That's just yeah, a that's, bummer, man. It's a shame and it's a conversation to be had. I mean, people are going to ask for expansions. Uh, I I'm not on the 16 team bus, but I definitely think the play in round needs to be expanded um, to where there's some true at larges. Get rid of some of these automatic. Like, I get the AQs for the district champions. I get that part. Um, but I think that it needs to be opened up a little bit for that AQ because we have that extra weekend. Why not make it a Friday, Saturday affair and get those teams that are most deserving into the tournament? But that's a conversation for another time. But um, yeah, I mean, look, it's looking at the thing, controllables in front of you, Coeur d'Alene and Lake City. I mean, they are very impressive. I think they're 1A and 1B that, um, you know, those two teams are very, very good, very, very skilled, uh, great on court leadership. Um, I think that's one thing Lake City doesn't get a lot of credit for is like, you know, Sophia Zufault does a great job um, as a leader on the floor for the T- Lady T-Wolves. And, and and rightfully, you know, you look at Coeur d'Alene and who they've got with Colville and, and Simmons. And I mean, that whole lineup is just loaded. Madison Mitchell, they just don't turn the ball over. They get points on, on transition buckets, too. They play really gritty defense. Those are two teams. If I'm anybody in the state of Idaho, I don't want to face either one of those teams. 
Do you believe in deja vu, Ryan? Uh, sometimes I have. <laughs> I always sit somewhere like, I've been here before. But yeah, go ahead. I, I'm, I I'm following because, you. I, I ask because the league standings this year with this combined Inland Empire League, the 5As and the 4As, all, they all count in the in the league standings. So there's nine conference games total. This year, Coeur d'Alene, 9-0 in league. Lake City, 7-2. Post Falls, 5-4. Last year, Coeur d'Alene, 9-0. Lake City, seven and two. Post Falls, five and four. And Post Falls and Lake City were the teams that got the bids to state. Now, for the sake of Coach Simmons and those Coeur d'Alene Vikings, I hope this <laughs> isn't deja vu. I'm just saying it's real eerie, man. I got a yeah. bad feeling. I'm I don't I don't know. I, I think <laughs> it was an anomaly. I'm gonna throw it out and I'm just gonna just ride my, my what I've seen and I've watched all of these teams play. Um, and based off of what I see, you know, I it would take a massive meltdown for Coeur d'Alene to find its way on the outside this year. I really look at that team and the depth that they have. I mean, you could have said the same last year when they had Skylar Burke and everybody else too, but there's just something about this team this year. You look at them and they just – or they're on a mission. And, um, and they're not looking ahead either. I mean, they take care of everybody on their schedule, and it's, you know – they're just doing what they're supposed to do. And, you know, we knew this league was going to be tough at the beginning of the season. Here we are at the end of the year, and it's exactly proving true. What we thought at the beginning is what we're seeing now. And, uh, you know, I, I Coach Simmons is too dang good of a coach to, I think, see her team on the outside. I really do. And that's uh, – I think Coeur d'Alene could be a team of destiny this year and be playing, you know, Saturday later in the day at the state tournament. Yeah, so I so I've started a new feature here with the start of district tournaments. Uh, it's it's an updated bracketology every day. I update. Okay, if if state started today, what would the matchups be? Where would the teams be slotted? Uh, Coeur d'Alene would be the number one overall seed uh, based yep. on the Max Preps rankings. And so, um, yes, I I do I do like the Vikings' chances to advance here. Uh, certainly, let's move to four uh, A district one and two uh this is uh where you've got the the three team affair we just had conference games last night and so when you look at the league standings the teams aren't filled in on on the seed line yet but sandpoint at three and five lakeland and moscow are both two and six so they're all within a game of each other with one game to go right or are they done I think Post Falls clinched. I thought they clinched last night. Oh yeah, yes, you are correct. So, 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 so the five Sandpoint, sorry, Sandpoint, yeah, Sandpoint clinched last night. Yes. So the five A schools play nine games. Uh, the four A schools play eight league games. Yeah. So you are correct. Sandpoint is the one seat. See, this is always fun because now I get to fill in the bracket here live <laughs> on the show. So Sandpoint is in. Yeah, they beat Moscow fifty to twenty two. They're 14 and five overall, and they finished the league part of the season five and three okay. in the 4A, 5A, IEL. So, and then this is Lakeland, from their Twitter page. Yeah. Lakeland and Moscow both went two and six. Um, so, when we look, the first thing you look at is okay, who gets to host that play in game? Well, Lakeland swept Moscow this year, beat them both times. So, Lakeland's going to get to host that game. And this will be next Monday, February 6th at 6 p.m. So, yep. There you go. Yeah, and uh, Sandpoint plays Kellogg 
for a, I don't want to say a meaningless game, but they play on Thursday and that game's not going to mean a ton because Kellogg's a two-way team. It's just kind of like a fill-in from, I believe it might be a makeup game uh, from earlier in the season, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah. Yes, and Lakeland still has one final regular season game left as well. This one means a lot because it's their their school district rival, right? Timberlake. So yeah. Um, and and a good, a good Timberlake team. Honestly, a win here by Lakeland would boost their max preps ranking considerably mm-hmm. if they were the team to get to state. Now, is it enough to boost them out of the eight seed overall? I don't know. But, but there, I'll be honest. There are some teams at the bottom of that 4A bracket. You look at like Columbia, Twin Falls. Uh, there's yeah. there's a chance for Lakeland to move up uh, in the overall seed line. If, if State started today and Sandpoint was the team that got there, Sandpoint would be the three seed overall. Yeah, and they've had a great, a quietly great season. I mean, and yes. they've played and they played the 5A schools tough. I mean, they really did. And you know, the score didn't indicate in a couple of the games it looked like a blowout, but it was, you know, a really close game in the third quarter. Some of those teams just walk away with numbers late. But, you know, you look at Sandpoint, I look at them and they're they're a contender. And I think it was, you know, they went down to Boise at the beginning of the season and they had a decent showing down there and it showed some promise. And they've been able to deliver, you know, with a tougher schedule in the back end of the, of the year, playing those 5A teams after New Year. Um here they are three seed. That's awesome. Like hats off to the lady Bulldogs and um, looking forward to see if, you know, if they are the team that comes out of four a from the North to get a high seed, that's a big deal. Especially when, if you get a chance to face some of the teams, like you mentioned, like the Columbia's or twin, or um, maybe another team sneaks in, in a league tournament. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how it shakes out, but you know, Sandpoint's quietly having a great season. Yeah, right now the projected matchup would be Sandpoint versus Minico. Minico would be the sixth seed. They're kind of the best team from over in District 4. But again, it all starts with that play-in game next Monday, Moscow at Lakeland. Okay, uh, I feel like the field's getting smaller here. We're going from four to three, down to two for the Intermountain <laughs> League. This is the uh, best of three game series. Timberlake uh, swept the regular season series with Bonners Ferry. They get to host all three games uh, next Monday, next Wednesday, and if necessary, next Thursday. But boy, I, I just I like Timberlake a lot here. Yep, I like the Tigers. Um, I don't want to say book it, but uh, that. They're they're a really solid team, and they've played. I mean, they've gotten some some good uh, good games. I mean, they got some big wins. They beat Sandpoint. They split with them in the regular season. They took Coeur d'Alene to the wire. I mean, this this Tigers team is primed, and they've got a, a solid lineup to make a lot of noise come state tournament time. Yeah, this is a really good team. Uh, they come in seventeen and two on the season. Uh, right now, if if uh, state started today, they would be the number two seed overall. Only behind Snake River, uh, they would be playing Kimberly, um, the number seven seed. I just, I really like this. To Malia Miller has been playing really well for for Timberlake down the stretch here. Sumas is a great lead guard. I, I like this Tigers team, and and Coach Miller always has those girls playing so well uh, at the end of the year. So yeah, I, I like Timberlake in that. Uh, set up there um the 2a central idaho league i haven't filled in this bracket yet because we were waiting on the conclusion of the regular season here but i do know that grangeville did wrap up the number one overall seed and they are kind of to me the clear favorites in this bracket i would agree with that as well 
Um, you know, and if there's a play-in game, you know, the, the number two team coming out of the conference, if they get a chance to to win there, I don't know necessarily. I mean, I would tend to think it would be Kellogg, but I don't know. Like, I mean, it just kind of depends on how things shake out and who shows up uh, through the district tournament. But I like I like Grangeville. Um, I don't know their chances of state of winning a state championship, but I certainly think that they can bring home some hardware. Uh, two A is a, is a very deep in my mind, I think it's 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 got a little bit more depth to it as far as statewide goes. Um, so there'd be a little bit more of a hill to climb. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Bulldogs have had a great season. Grange will get the one seed certainly plays to their favor, uh, especially if you're going to get, you know, any road game or you're going to get a team coming on a long trip. Anybody coming out of the north other than Orfino has got a significant bus ride uh, ahead of them. So, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how things shake up with Kellogg and everybody else in the mix. Yeah, I think we can comfortably put Kellogg in as the two seed as well. Um, yeah. And then, you know, between Orofino and St. Mary's, uh, we'll have to figure out three and four. I have to I have to make some adjustments because um, you see over here, Priest River is the number five seed. This is kind of a weird deal. They they basically said, we don't want to play Grangeville or, or Orofino in league play this year. We just want to play Kellogg and St. Mary's. And in exchange, we'll just automatically take the number five seed. So I don't think any of the, I'm not going to count any of the games where Kellogg played Priest River or St. Mary's played Priest River. I'm not going to count those in the official league standings because otherwise you have an unbalanced schedule. So I just, I need to figure that portion of it out to figure out who gets the four and who gets the three between St. Mary's and Orofino. But I don't know, kind of an unusual deal there. Yeah, that's, I didn't know that that was taking place and that's kind of, I, I didn't even heard. Of, I've never heard of that one in a league, not being able to opt out of playing league opponents. But all right, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen that where teams go like, "Hey, we we want to play like a hybrid JV varsity schedule, and maybe our varsity plays some of the lower end varsity teams in the league, and then we play the the good schools. We play their JV, and we'll automatically take the last seed." But I don't know. Priest River to me is, shouldn't be in that boat. They're a three A coming down to a two A league, so yeah, I don't know yeah. Uh, yeah. what's going on there. But anyways, uh, to me, this is kind of Grangeville's deal. Um, and an interesting thing about the Bulldogs—they only have one senior on the roster this year, Natalie Long. So this is a team that, again, just Coach Barger does such a great job of just consistently churning out quality players. And so this could be Grangeville's thing for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you talk about, you know, what's feeding your programs and you kind of look around and there's, you know, a lot to be said about the the club teams and the, and the lower levels that are there that are, you know, turning out great athletes. And maybe it's just the genetics, too. I don't know. That could have a lot to do with it. But uh, Grangeville has been good at basketball for a long time. And I mean, you could look back to like the dreadful waters and like, I mean, gosh, like Grangeville's has got this pedigree um, and they're just keeping things rolling. Yeah, um, so let's move on now to the one A's, and this is where we actually have action starting soon. Um, let's let's go to the White Pine League first because those are where games are actually taking place. We're recording this on Wednesday, February first, and there are games happening tonight. Uh, Lapway, the one seed; Prairie, the two seed; Kamii finishes third. Those are kind of the three teams. Line them up, and and so you've got Lapway, the one hosting Logos, the eight seed. Uh, Potlatch will host Genesee in the 4-5. Uh, 
Kamii will host Clearwater Valley in the 3-6 matchup, and then it's Prairie hosting Troy in the 2-7. That Potlatch-Genesee matchup sneakily could be a pretty good game. That could go either yeah. way, I think, but otherwise, I like the top seeds. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm picking chalk here, I think, is what's going to take place. I mean, like you said, though, that 4-5 that game, you know, it's always a toss. It's kind of a toss-up sometimes, but Potlatch playing at home on a Wednesday night, I'm going to take the, the loggers there. Um, you know, I look, it's going to come down to is that Cami I Prairie game is going to be really interesting if that takes place, uh, on Saturday, I think that's going to be something to watch and, and fun, but this tournament's always just an absolute, I don't want to say bloodbath, but like it gets to be pretty crazy and exciting, uh, fairly regularly. And you always see an upset or a surprise kind of start rolling through. So who knows, maybe Clearwater Valley gets hot and upsets Camia. You never know, like that kind of stuff happens. Um, so it'd be, uh, I know I would like to pick chalk from, from the, the outsider's view, but I mean, ultimately it's going to be settled on the court. Yeah. So, uh, potlatch Genesee both finished with identical seven and seven records in white pine play this year. And I think they split, I think they split their uh, regular yeah. season series potlatch one by 10 in the first matchup uh, Genesee then won by five in the rematch. So uh, that, that should be a fascinating battle there as we talked about. Um, and I guess the question is, is can Cami, I break through and steal, you know, a bid from more than likely Prairie, right? We think Lapway's pretty i mean Lapway and prairie played kind of close early in the season but lap boy won going away in the rematch and yeah. so the question is can cami i break through and and steal that second bid from prairie the two times they played this year they lost 53 to 38 and 54 to 25 in the most recent matchup so yeah. this to me looks just... like go ahead sorry no, 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 you're good. I was just going to say, this to me looks pretty clear-cut, right? Lapway, Prairie, and maybe they meet for the championship again as well at State. Who knows? Yeah, and that's. I think that that might be – I'm leaning Prairie. I mean, just based on who they returned from last year, um, you know, it's clear-cut who the best two teams in the conference are, in my opinion. Um, and that's not saying much. I mean, I'm not, not trying to slight Cameo in the season they've had, but that's just the talent level of what's on the court and you look at what's there. Lapway is just really darn good. And uh, Prairie is a really good to team as well. And I think that, you know, state tournament time, I don't want to look ahead too far, but um, it could be a repeat of what we saw last year. It really could. Yeah. Uh, if state started today, Lapway and Prairie would be your number one and number two overall seeds so i think yeah. that tells you everything you need to know there uh we've got as well of course the uh scenic idaho conference district one uh this this was kind of a, a crazy deal uh wallace and lakeside met a week ago ryan and lakeside mm -hmm. won that game in just dominating fashion um they won by a final score of 67 to 33 <sighs> And yeah. then they re they meet up two weeks later last night, and it's Wallace who wins in dominating fashion, fifty three to twenty one. So two completely different blowouts on both sides. The two teams end up tied with identical three and one records. So after the game last night, they said, "Okay, we need to flip the coin, figure out who gets the one seed." Lakeside wins the toss, which means Wallace has to play Genesis Prep in that first game at North Idaho college next Tuesday at 7 PM. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's sometimes it's just not your night. I think we've seen that happen before um, with some teams, and and I don't know is it which one didn't have their night. You know, was it the first game? I think it's going to be more even in the in the 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 third and decisive game. I think Wallace beats Genesis Prep, um, but Lakeside and Wallace. I think the the third the third stanza I think is going to be a little bit more telling as far as what we actually see. It's going to be a closer game. It wouldn't surprise me to see this one come down to the last, like, you know, 50, 60 seconds of the game to finally be decided and and see that go under one minute um, neck and neck. I think, you know, what you've seen blowouts from either side is that one team just has an off night. And I think you, you draw the line in the middle and that's probably where both of them lie. And so, you know, if you split the differences on both of those scores, it's a pretty even ball game. Yeah, um, great coaching battle. Uh, Chris Dorman, longtime coach for Lakeside. Uh, Wallace uh, is led by Nicole Farkas. Wallace is the team that got to state last year, so I'm a, I'm a little more familiar with Wallace as a team. I'll tell you, as an outside observer, I think Lakeside has the best overall player in the matchup, Ariana yep. Javier Gore. Um, yeah. But I, I think Wallace maybe has better depth. Uh, led by the Phillips sisters, three of them, Brittany, Bethany, and Kylie. Brittany, a junior, Bethany, a sophomore, Kylie, a freshman. And we've talked about that uh, on previous episodes of the North Idaho Prepcast. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I, I kind of lean Wallace there personally, but who knows? Anything could happen, right? Yeah, I mean, you look at Javier Gore and the way she can score. I mean, it, you know, she gets hot and they don't have a defensive answer for her. You know, that could lead you to a victory. And, you know, like you said, depth, I think, leans Wallace. But as far as talent on the floor, it leans Lakeside. You know, if you're looking at the starting five, it, it's a but it's a toss up. It really in my mind, it's sixes either way. Like, you know, on who decides that one, it's going to be really hard to pick a winner. For sure. All right. Well, speaking of coin flips, there is a coin flip still to be determined in the North Star League at the 1AD2 level. And so that's why this bracket isn't filled in yet. Clark Fork and Mullen have to get together for a coin flip, and they were going to do that according to the Coeur d'Alene Press, and they did a great job reporting on all this stuff from last night. Um, they're going to do that today at some point um, because Mullen and Clark Fork each finished 3-1 and one in league play. They must have split. They played... When did Mullen play Clark Fork? Yeah, they lost 37 to 17 the first time. And then in January, they they won 26-21. So they were doing their coin flip today. I just texted Stetson Spooner, the athletic director at Mullen, to see if they had had that coin flip yet. Haven't heard back. If I hear something, We'll bust in with the breaking news here on the podcast. Um, cue up the music. The da, na, na, na. yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, but you can you can slot Kootenay. Kootenay is in at number three here. Um, I think it's just like the one AD ones, right? It's going to come down to Clark Fork and Mullen. I I like Clark Fork. I think uh, personally, you know, Mullen is the team that has been to state most recently. They won this league two years ago. Um, and then didn't have a varsity team last year. They didn't have enough players. They just did a JV only. Um, so whereas Clark Fork had a team um, and then had to w- get to state via a play-in game and didn't make it. So this year with one full bid on the line, I like the Wampus Cats, I think, to, to take that slot. Okay. I'll go the other side. And I'll take Mullen. 
Okay. I'm just, I'm feeling like a little Kenny Rogers gambler tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> M- Mullen, Mullen only has one senior on the roster, which is great uh, because that means that they were able to find enough underclassmen to, to be able to have a varsity team this year, which is good. Jasmine Nelson is a great point guard for Mullen. She's a junior. She was at state as a freshman and, and started. Uh, I covered that tournament two years ago. So I, I got to watch uh, Jasmine Nelson um, as a freshman at state. So she's a really solid point guard um, that can really facilitate what Mullen wants to do. I don't know. I just Clark Fork always has a really good volleyball program, and a lot of those athletes are playing basketball. Emily Myers is outstanding for the Wampus Cats. Uh, You've got Hannah Thompson. Lily Reuter has been phenomenal. So I don't know. Coin flip. I mean, there's going to be a coin flip today to determine who gets the buy, and you could probably. Yeah, I wonder if they're having it like the Blue Plate Cafe in Hayden or something like that, so they meet in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I just, uh, you know, uh, you remember the movie Friday Night Lights, the the movie, not the TV show, and they were they were there broadcasting the coin flip at the diner. What can we get in on some of that action at IdahoSports.com? Can we go down and broadcast (laughs) the the coin flip? We got a 1976 quarter and a, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Versus the 1985 know. nickel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool. But, um, anyway, so that's, that's where we're at with that. And then we've got the white pine league here. One AD two. We can't fill anything in yet because we need to figure out still where everybody sits in the final, uh, conference standings. Um, I can tell you that Highland is the five seed. And I can tell you that the four seed is St. John Bosco. So they're going to play Friday in the play-in game. And from there, we'll advance to the the four-team affair. I can tell you that the three seed is going to be Nez Perce. And then Kendrick and Deary tied for first in the league standings. They each went seven and one. They actually played last night in their regular season finale. Kendrick won the first matchup by 19, 47 to 28. Deary gets revenge last night and wins 44 to 38. Ariah Wood made some big plays down the stretch for the Mustangs to get the win there. So again, I don't know how that uh, tiebreaker is determined. If it's point differential, then Kendrick will get that because they won by 19. Um, But either way, this uh, league gets two teams to state. I think you can pretty much rubber stamp it. Kendrick Deary. Yep. I don't know how it's going to be like last year. If it's going to be, chalk and then they flip it state and have to play each other first round yeah um, that like, did happen last year didn't it <laughs> so hopefully they get better seated better and get on opposite sides because i think both these teams are really good um i think they could both you know finish in the top four i mean honestly at 182 i think they're both that good of a program um yeah so it's going to be interesting i hopefully the I hope the rankings shake out though that they get seated opposite so you almost hope for I don't know, like whoever's ahead in the rankings right now, you almost want them to win the district championship so you can spread yourselves out instead of tightening that that seeding race and end up playing yourself back into the middle of the bracket. So here's what I will tell you. Uh, if State started today, your 1A D2 seeds, Rockland would be the one seed. They're the defending mm-hmm. champs. Kendrick would be the two seed. Deary would be the three seed. So you're talking about Kendrick and Deary possibly in a semifinal. Semifinal. If yeah. you wanted them to meet for the championship, you would need Rockland to lose to somebody. I don't know that that's going to happen necessarily, but 
um, either way, both teams should you get know, to what stay another. Yeah, team. if another loss for Deary to Kendrick is enough to move them to the four seed, I don't know. But I mean, like even a semifinal game, I think is pretty intense for both teams. So yeah, that's a that's a decent showing. Definitely. Um, so this is only their their max press rankings are only based on the regular season. So what happens at okay, districts gotcha. doesn't, doesn't impact matter. in at all. So yeah. uh, we're pretty much locked in at this point. The only thing that could change is potentially um, if an opponent, Kendrick or Deary played, still has regular season games remaining. That could gotcha. tweak the numbers. But um, okay, that's girls basketball postseason. A lot of good teams out there, Ryan, that I think have a good shot at uh, getting the state and, and representing. Um, including several that are among the tops in your North Idaho nine. Let's take a look at your North Idaho nine, your uh, all classification rankings of the best nine teams in the state of Idaho for girls basketball. You kind of took the easy way out on the back half of the rankings this week, <laughs> and I will let you describe that. Uh, yeah, so top quarter lane, two Lake City, uh, three Lapway, four Post Falls, tied between Lapway and – or sorry, between Sandpoint and Timberlake. Uh, and then at seventh, I've got four teams, uh, Kendrick, Prairie, Deary, and Cami. I, I can't figure out how to separate them. Uh, neither can the rankings. Um, so they're all going to be tied, and we'll let district tournament time kind of settle the dust on that one. Um, I would tend to lean to put Cami on the back end of that list. Um, but, you know, head-to-head rankings come into play. So, I mean, if I was going to rank it, probably Cami, I would be the one left out, but I think they've had such a good season. We'll leave them in the rankings for this week for another week and just kind of have a all-encompassing, we'll take the participation trophy and give everybody seventh place. <laughs> How benevolent of you that was. <laughs> I'm a man of the people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, okay, boys basketball. Before we show you North Idaho 9, let's hit on a couple of stories from the past week in, in boys hoops. It happened. Uh, it, yes. Um, I knew it was going to happen at some point, and you know what I'm talking about probably. It finally happened. Yes. Uh, before we get to that, okay. uh, Nostradamus, I did want to mention just quickly, here's our weekly stopover in Lapway. Case Why Not scored 52 points. Uh, in a win last week, I mean, I'm running out of things to like. Well, know. here's the deal. Lapway's been without Terrell Ellenwood Jones for like yeah. the last week and a change, and they haven't missed a beat. They've been playing big, and they've still been blowing people out. And so, Case Why Not's been playing the point, <laughs> and uh, been playing it pretty dang well. Obviously, if he's throwing down 52 points, double digit <laughs> assists, he had a couple more triple doubles to his. Uh, arsenal for the year, I believe that puts him like at 11 or 12 on the season. I mean, good grief. Like if he hasn't, if he's not this top player in the state of Idaho next year, I don't know who is. Um, but I mean, the dude just plays and I don't care what level he's at. He's going to play big. And, um, yeah, so I'm done on the soapbox there for Lapway, but, uh, once they get Ellenwood Jones back, I look at that team being at full strength They're I don't want to say untouchable, but that's yeah yeah um okay so so that's our weekly stopover in in lapway now let's <laughs> mo let's move on to what and i try not to you know we try to share the love and not talk about the same teams all the time but man lapway just forces us to every yep. week uh talk yep. about them um okay uh you predicted this for some time the last several weeks you've been talking about hey post falls boys they're a good team mike mclean's a great coach you can see the effort they're giving they're getting better each game they're gonna get somebody somebody's gonna get got and yep. cordelaine got got last friday yep. night cordelaine got got and at home and yeah. uh 
yeah, so just hats off to that Trojan. I mean, they placed. I mean, we've had a bunch of their games this year. They just play so dang hard. Um, and I just look at their lineup and who they've got. McCarthy at point guard is such an exciting player to watch. He's so fun. Um, and he just plays dang hard. He's all over the floor. He's one of the shorter guys on the floor, but just gives, you know, every ounce of what he's got. And, uh, you know, you look at guys like Asher Bowie and, and Cooper Craig and the other contributors that are in that lineup. And you look at this team and the depth that they play with. I mean, they'll play 10 guys uh, in a game and they'll all get pretty significant minutes. Um, this team's not going anywhere. They're going to be, they're going to be around for a couple of years. And I think they're going to make more noise as they mature this. He's got a good group and he's got another coach. Like I said, I've talked about with Jason Ulrich being on the staff behind him. He's got, you know, other assistants in his program that, you know, they're only going to build, they're going to get better. And then uh, a big win hats off to them. getting that win over Coeur d'Alene. That was huge. Um, and the Vikings are reeling a little bit, you know, losing to post falls and coming back and losing to Lewiston. Um, there, there's backsliding a little bit towards postseason time. Yeah, it's been a rough uh, stumble here. I will say that Coeur d'Alene, um, you know, still in, in good position to get that number two seed overall. Um, and so they'll be fine. I mean, Lake City is still the team we're keeping an eye on there, but uh, yeah, what a tremendous week for the Post Falls boys. I mean, they've just been yearning for that breakthrough win and they got it yep. and that's gonna that's gonna fuel them um into obviously the postseason but in into next season as well because not a single senior on that team yep. so not one yeah and, shields is another great player in that lineup and uh there's there's just dudes that the blake is another great player like i mean you look at that starting lineup that they've got uh, they're all young and uh they're gonna be around and cooper craig is a junior uh he'll be back next year so yeah, looking forward to seeing what Post Falls can do the next few years. Definitely. Um, and so let's talk about. Uh, so I think I think Coeur d'Alene, I, was, I was double checking this, Ryan. I think Coeur d'Alene got uh, swept Lewiston. I think they beat Lewiston. Did they? Times. Yes. I, okay. Maybe I saw a, a typo then online because I could have swore that I thought I saw that Lewiston beat them. But yeah, so they just beat Lewiston last night, 60 okay. to 44. And that's then- what it was. Okay. And they won the previous match of fifty-seven to gotcha. forty-eight. So, court, they, so court, yeah, I I saw somebody report of the score. Reversed. Yeah, you're, my bad. You know, you know what happens a lot. Um, I I'm um myself and Paul Kingsbury are the guys who put in the scores on Idaho's every night, and sometimes I get the dyslexia a little bit, and I'll put the wrong, I'll assign the wrong total to the wrong team, and then the coach will email me and be like, "Hey, uh, you got to fix this." And anyways, um, so so never mind. Be- so that changes my North Idaho nine, by the way. So knowing that, because I went based off of what I saw on Twitter last night. Okay, <laughs> um, I can adjust that. I will edit that for you. I think I know what needs to happen. Yes. So, yes. Um. Okay. So. Yeah. The other the other thing we wanted to talk on in boys hoops, and then we'll show the North Idaho nine is kind of an interesting non conference game. Kind of sneakily got added to the schedule here very late in the year. Where tomorrow night is it tonight or tomorrow night? It's tonight. Tonight, Lake City is hosting St. Mary's. Yeah, five A 5A versus a two A. This is going to be an incredible <laughs> experience for those St. Mary's kids. Do they have yeah. a chance at winning? Uh, maybe a 1% chance, but it's, you know, I've I've talked to a few people close to that program. They, they, they kind of know the inevitability that lies in front of them, but they're excited. They're, they're, they're excited for, for the opportunity. So 
Um, but they, yeah, it's the battle of the cousins and I don't know necessarily who's the cousins there, but that's how they keep coining it on Facebook and social media. Um, but, uh, it should be a fun game. I mean, coach, coach chase does a great job with that team. I think they're just going to come out loose and, uh, maybe they go like, what is it? Grinnell college or whatever, where they just huck up like 109 three pointers in a game and see if any of them land. Maybe, I don't know. Like you just take some wacky approach to the game and see what happens. I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, I well, I know, I know. St. Mary's likes to press um, against Lake City. That could be perilous, but um, you're you, gonna press a six foot eleven guy. I mean, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta try and do, right? Um, yeah, yeah. What, what are the cousins? It's uh, Blake Buchanan. That's right, and and I think it's Tyler Renner from St. Yeah. Mary's is what the um, the cousin connection is there. And of course, we all remember our favorite athlete, Colby Renner, um, mm-hmm. who uh, has since graduated and moved on. But um, so there you go. That's kind of the cousin connection there. This was kind of a last minute deal that got arranged because Lake City had a game get canceled um, earlier this year. They were supposed to play Garfield uh, from Seattle at the uh, little showcase they did. And then they tried to pick up a standalone game with Garfield that fell through. So basically, both teams had an open date. They filled it with each other. This is going to be awesome. Now, St. Mary's is still without Grayson Sands as well. It sounds like yeah. they're hoping to get him back for districts. That's yep. kind of what I've heard. But Well, it won't hurt the uh, Max Preps rankings playing the number one 5A team in the state. <laughs> yeah, it can only help, right? <laughs> so it's actually It might actually raise their rating even in a loss. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a that's a benefit I think for for the lumberjacks in this game, and I do have to give a shout out to Bonners Ferry, um, getting a big win over Lake uh, Lakeland, and uh, they they shoot us a lot of love on Twitter. Uh, does the Bonners Ferry Herald and that team loves this? I mean, the the whole school loves this prep cast, and they respond uh, in kind fairly regularly. And Asher Williams is having a monster season, so I just want to give some love to the Badgers. They're having a fantastic season, and. Uh, they're a team that's going to be uh, one to stick a pin on and watch uh, come state tournament time. Yes, uh, I, I I really like Bonners Ferry um, in in boys basketball, um, and you really like them too uh, because they have they have risen in your North Idaho nine rankings this week. Yep. Here are the top nine. Go ahead. So I've got one Lake City, two Lapway. Actually, I had Bonners Ferry and Cordellines flopped, but that's okay. Uh, we'll we'll leave it as is. But. Um, so yeah, so I'll call off my phone. So one Lake City, we don't need to talk about them. Lapway, we've already talked about them. Coeur d'Alene at three. Uh, even in a loss to Post Falls, I'm, I might have them tied with Bonners Ferry. Bonners Ferry, I like a ton. And that team is so balanced, and they just play so hard and gritty. Um, Lewiston at five. Kendrick, six. Lakeside, seven. Kellogg at eight. Kamii at nine. Kellogg's a team to keep an eye on at two-way. Um, Kamii you know, had their chance against a, a Lapway team that wasn't at full strength and they just couldn't overcome the hump. And, you know, Case Wynott and company and Elias year out, they're just too hard to, to get past Lakeside. I still think, you know, they haven't played all of their games yet, so we're still waiting to know who they are. But what we saw against Lapway was certainly impressive and what we saw against Bonners Ferry was impressive out of them as well. So I still like that Knights team a lot. Uh, Kendrick, you know, had a t- they got pushed to the wire against Deary, but that lineup is really good too at one AD two. So that's my uh, top nine. Yep, looks good. Uh, my bad for uh, getting Bonner's Ferry and Cordelia. All good. In it's my okay. 
in my rankings. Yeah, I, I would, would tie them. Yeah, we'll sleep. I, 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 I'm all put, tie today. <laughs> I would have put Bonner's Ferry ahead of Coeur Badger Nation, just so you guys know. <laughs> yeah, you'll get an extra hamburger if you go to a game there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. You know what? We got to give a shout out to our guy, too, Christian Wiener. He uh, he was a great contributor to IdahoSports.com in the fall. Uh, wrote our weekly, uh, you know, prep preview, weekend preview for us. Um, did a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff for IdahoSports.com. And he is an assistant coach on that Bonner's yep. Ferry boys basketball staff. So shout out to Christian Wiener up there in Bonner's Ferry as well. He yeah. pinched it. He pinched it for you a couple of times on the prep he cast. Did. Too. Yeah. Him and I got to, and him and I got to do a game together. We did a state playoff game. So yeah. For uh, Bonner's Ferry against uh, Wood River. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's very talented. We we, we want to use him more, but he's also a good coach. So he's gotta, in high demand. <laughs> he is. We got we got to share him. So all right, last thing to get to is wrestling. We didn't talk a single second. We saved the best for last. Let's put it that way. Yeah, we didn't talk a single second of wrestling last week. And the uh, couple of things. Uh, First of all, I need to apologize to the Haas family in Lewiston. One because I've said your name is Havas pretty consistently on this prep cast <laughs> as well as our Idaho Matt chat prep cast. My bad. I, I didn't know that's how you pronounce that. Um, the yeah. V is silent. So uh, good to know my bad. And I will also apologize for not talking any wrestling last week. Uh, we had a member of the Haas clan leave us a, a, a comment on YouTube going, come on now, where's the wrestling? Yeah, I know the, I know the family. So I'm yeah, high school, I'm high school with Hoyt's parents. So yeah, that's it's, funny. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's all good. They're good people too, though. I know that they're fans of, of the prep cast and of what we do, but uh, their kid is having one heck of a season. Let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, at 126 pounds, he's the number one ranked wrestler in the state. And for good reason. I mean, he just continues to chug along winging the uh, North Idaho rumble and an impressive fashion uh, post falls coming away with the team title was uh, once again, a big showing for, for the Trojans and, and they just able to flex their muscle a little bit more uh, late in the season, you know, like wrestling in North Idaho, I think is, is in good hands and it's shaping up to be fairly impressive, especially you get down to like three A and two A. I really do see some, some surprising uh, wrestlers. There's going to be quite a few state champions that will come out of the lower rankings out of North Idaho. And I think shock some people um, there's, there's a lot of balance in Kellogg. You look at number three in the state rankings at two way uh, Clearwater Valley still floating around out there as well. So it'll be an interesting thing. I don't know at the four a it's, you know, Lake lakes or Lakeland, sorry, is, is coming along. They're getting better as the season goes on uh, with a new coach there. Um, but his longtime name around the program, but um yeah, Post Falls being the number one team in the state overall and at 5A, I really like the Trojans a whole lot. Lewiston, I think, can make some noise at state as far as getting into the top five. Um, they've got some kids that can definitely show up. And then girls wrestling, I mean, gosh, I mean, who do you want to talk about? Alyssa Randalls, do you want to talk about, you know, down in Moscow? You've got there, there's girls sprinkled all through the state of Idaho and through North Idaho especially. They're going to have a huge postseason. Yep, it's uh, it's especially on the girls' side. I think there's yeah. North Idaho is going to be very well represented um, in the team race. Not necessarily just because um, it's still growing, and not every sure. school can field the full lineup yet. But uh, we're getting there, and so there's going to be a lot of good individuals in on the girls' side at state, certainly. So yeah, I, we'll get quite a few state champions out of out of North Idaho for sure. 
Yes, for sure. So, all right, there's your wrestling talk. And if uh, that wasn't enough to uh, quench your thirst, friendly <laughs> reminder, we do have the Idaho Matt Chat Prep Cast. We do that every week live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. Uh, Wednesday night, we're recording it tonight at uh, 8 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Pacific. I don't know why I said the mountain time. That doesn't apply to anybody who's watching this. 7 p.m. Maybe there's somebody time. in Riggins that's watching. You never know. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but anyways, 7 p.m. Pacific time tonight. And uh, if you're. Oh, hey, no, no. Gooding's watching. So, yeah. I mean, like they watch. Okay. Prep. <laughs> all right. That's true. For all those Gooding for all the Gooding fans out there, uh, 8 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Pacific time tonight. Uh, you can, of course, catch that on the replay uh, or subscribe to the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. We've gone long again, Ryan, which we always seem to do. But as long as we're talking about high school athletes and not, you know, our take on Hollywood movies, I think it's time well spent. <laughs> true yeah no it's the the content nobody asks for but they get anyways so yeah no it's uh always always fun to to jump on and do this with you every week and, and talk about the kids up here and uh they deserve all the notoriety they can get so happy to do it okay well thanks for tuning in to the north idaho prep guest everybody for ryan skaggs i'm brandon bainey and we'll see you next time on idahosports.com